Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Anthony with the pump fake and one dribble inside to the long two, and he makes it. That's been his game his whole career, but look at him smiling. We go, my man. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The Long Two. I am Pete Rogers. He is Natty Wallach, and we are Carmelo Stanthony Podcast and occasionally talk fantasy basketball. Holy buckets, Natty. It is. Woo! We are jumping on. We Our schedule's been kind of all over the place. We're jumping on now, though, to record, and this is going to come out ASAP. We're not even going to wait, Natty. We're not even going to wait. Normally, we record these the night, and then they get published the next morning. We are publishing this motherfucker as soon as we are done recording because it happened. Finally, James Harden has been traded. He worked his way out of Houston and has been sent to the Brooklyn Nets. Natty, first off, how are you, buddy? It's been a very slow news day, so I'm just full of vim and vigor, ready to go. Nothing else has happened today, so it's right, great. Right, I love the fact that, like, honestly, what what we as a society should be talking about is the fact that Trump got impeached for a second time within, like, whatever, like, two months or some shit, uh, and, and was the first, you know, obviously the first president to ever get impeached twice, and, <laughs> and now it counts for, I saw this, which is, I just think is beautiful is that he accounts for 50% of all presidential impeachments in the U S history just is all incredible. Like that should be what the country is talking about, but no James Harden gets traded. And not only does James Harden get traded, but James Harden, like this trade evolved halfway through the trade. So, so we had, we had the rumors coming out all throughout today, right? Today felt like judgment day. The, the, Rockets were basically like James Harden, stay at home. Don't come to, to, to participate with the team. And everyone's like, okay, Harden is getting traded within 24 hours. Uh, and so then that, so when it broke, everyone's like, okay, this makes sense. And so the initial report, James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets. And what was happening was the Rockets were getting back. Karis LeVert, Dante Axum, uh, Rodnus Ro- Krukos, uh <laughs> Four first-round picks and four first-round swaps with Brooklyn, and then the Cavaliers were a four, third team getting brought in because one of they were contributing a first-round pick. Jared Allen and Ter- Torian Prince going to the Cavaliers, and then as as Twitter in the NBA world is like having this bomb being dropped on us, Shams comes out of nowhere from the top rope and is like, "Oh, also by the way, uh, the Rockets are acquiring Victor Oladipo." Uh, and sending Karis LeVert actually to the Pacers. So the whole trade comes down to James Harden to the Nets, Victor Oladipo, Dante Axum, Krukos, uh, three first-round picks from Brooklyn, one first-round pick from Milwaukee, which is part of the Cleveland deal, four first-round pick swaps with Brooklyn, all to the Rockets. The Pacers get Karis LeVert and a second-rounder, and then the Cavaliers get Jared Allen and Torian Prince. We are going to touch on the fallout for all four of these teams. Let us start, Natty, 
with the Nets because this is something that we it was between the Nets and the Sixers. It sounded like the Sixers didn't want to part with Ben Simmons and and Tyrese Maxey. And so Harden is now joining Kevin Durant and maybe Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn. Yeah, the strangest thing about it is that it still feels like the season is in flux and anything could happen, especially with all the canceled games. Anything can happen because we can we might not even have like the season might get delayed for a period of time. Right. Like it's like it's not even we don't even know like what teams are gonna be good. It's like we might not even have a season. We don't even know what's going on with the season. It's insane. And the Nets now have DJ DeAndre Jordan as their starter again, maybe full time. Uh their front court or their center position is a little bit thin. I kind of wonder if they're going to make another move. When I saw that Jared Allen was going to Cleveland, I thought, oh, they got drum too. That seems like a lot of money, uh, but he's still in Cleveland. So the Cavs Gotta just love have... Cleveland's building, team building strategy. It, it actually looks like a complete team when you look at the depth chart. Like they have lots of dudes. It's just that it doesn't really seem like it's a good team, but um, let's stick with Brooklyn. This is... A power move. It is an announcement that the Nets are for real and they're going to go for it. They think they have a chance. Otherwise, why even try? There's maybe no other team that really has the firepower that they have now. Like they're starting five if everybody's healthy and everyone's starting is Kyrie, the Beard, Joe Harris, KD, and DJ. That's pretty pretty nice. That's That's pretty uh, nice. Pretty good. Yeah, that's, but it's also a lot of ISO and it's going to be just Joe Harris. Like Joe Harris will never have the ball in his hand, except in catch and shoot situations. (laughs) But you know what? Who cares? Like DJ isn't there to score either. So this is going to be three stars and role players. Um, Jeff Green is there (laughs) as he always tends to be on teams like this. There's, Definitely reasons to believe that this is now the best team in the NBA. Again, if everybody's healthy and firing on all cylinders. Right. Having said that, what was everybody talking about when the Lakers won the title five minutes ago? How big they are. The Nets are still not as big as the Lakers are, even though they match up okay because having Kevin Durant fixes a lot of things. But their defense isn't going to be nearly as good as LA's. So while I do think that this makes the team better, I still am a little suspicious of their chances against a full throttle LeBron Lakers team. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think that's a good point to bring up because the real question is like, who's your AD stopper? Because yeah. like, cause that, cause honestly, not, not that Jared Allen could contain Kevin Durant. No, 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 no. But wait, like, I said AD. AD is who I met. Yeah, 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 totally. I right. like AD I and KD. KD, like maybe cancel each other out. But then, right. But like you're LeBron, likely going to have, right. You're likely going to have KD and LeBron. That's going to be that battle. And, and like Jared Allen is at least a defensive minded big who can be in the way of Anthony Davis. And Anthony now, Allen. yeah. Right. And now you're having DeAndre Jordan do that. Like, I, 
and the fact I mean, that Nicholas you've added Blackston is there, although I think he's injured. Maybe, yeah. I, I, I don't. I would like to have another center there for sure. Right, right. And the fact that just like, I mean, everyone. This is the meme going around, but like, you know, the the Nets are about to win games like 140 to 135. Like this, you know, you didn't add defense, <laughs> and and that's going to be what I'm curious most about. Though is is what we're going to see in terms of a distribution because the last time we saw Kevin Durant and James Harden share a court together. And I am bringing up stats and informations here. 2011, 2012 KD averaged almost 20 shots per game. Harden. This was before Harden was, you know, he was a six man uh, averaged 10 shots per game and Russell Westbrook averaged 20 shots per game. And now that's, you know, that's the last time you had Kevin Durant and Harden and a, and a big third playing together. It'll be interesting to see, you know, Kevin Durant right now is averaging 18 shots per game uh, with the Nets. I would guess that stays about the same. Harden averaging 16 per shot or 16 per game with the Houston, though. That being said, he hasn't really, I mean, he's played eight games and eh, 22 last year, 24 the year before. I mean, the question is, is can the Nets offense support Durant? Kyrie when he's playing and two and wants to play and Harden all taking 20 plus shots per game. Here is a similarity between those three players between Kyrie Harden and Durant. They've all played with other stars already. Also this true. Isn't something new for them. Like they've done it with the best literally. And in Harden's case, he's done it with a lot of them. So this isn't going Kevin Durant's to be case too. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, all of them really. Like, yeah. they're no, totally. They, I mean, Kyrie, Kyrie might Kyrie's be the, first year in the league, like he wasn't surrounded by anything. But right. aside from that, the three of them have had stars with each other the whole time. Right. So, here's the thing. On offense, you have Harden and Durant on the perimeter. Kyrie too, if if you want. But it's like they're their penetration and their perimeter like you you just can't leave kevin durant on the perimeter to try to guard harden or kyrie coming in it's going to destroy defenses because and because then there's joe harris brooklyn joe a sniper um and dj doesn't care about his shot like he'll average three and a half points or something you know there's he's gonna average he's gonna average yeah 10 boards three points and maybe a couple blocks it also allows, again, assuming everyone's healthy and playing, for staggering. So while they the three stars will play a yep. lot together, I also think, okay, cool. Now it's two of you, you know, go through different combos. We're going to need other people to get minutes in the playoffs anyway. So this is an inc- – it sort of reminds me of the Lakers last year when they had their stars and then it was just like a bunch of other pieces and their stars – brought him home yep. so I, like i just don't know how you guard brooklyn right now like you're you, you can't really leave any of their four shooters alone and if you leave dj then they're just gonna pop into him yeah no i this is this is going to be now an offense i mean it already was an offense that teams nba teams were going to worry about and now it becomes even more potent I think that the thing is that 
we saw go around too was also the fact that like the Nets felt felt like this deal needed to get done now with all of the weird Kyrie stuff that's been going on. Um, and so it might not be, it might be something where we don't even like this offense doesn't even really miss a beat because it might not really, who knows if Kyrie plays in the coming weeks or when he comes back and plays with the Nets. Like, it seems like I saw a report where he's willing to sit out the year. I mean, Kyrie is his, his own person in his own universe on a, in a flat plane universe. And, uh, so you, it might just be Harden and KD playing, you know, side by side, in which case both of them are going to plenty get their shots. And that is going to also open up opportunities for Joe Harris to probably get more work and more shots. And then you're going to have um, Shamit probably, you know, get minutes probably at the one anyways. So this, this, there is so much firepower here. And I think honestly, though, a lot of the most exciting stuff from this trade is is the other teams involved like the Rockets now have a completely new uh, starting lineup, but the team that, and if you want to go to the Rockets, Natty, we can certainly jump to the Rockets, but to me, the low key winner of this trade is the Pacers because I love Karis Levert and Karis Levert managers like in fantasy basketball, you should be loving this too, because now Karis Levert is going to be starting for the Pacers. Who's going, and he's going to be like their number two option next to DeMontis Sabonis and we've seen, like, we have seen uh, Lavert when he gets starting minutes, like, he puts up numbers. The guy has been averaging his last three starts for the Nets. He's averaging almost 30 points per game. So, like, this is awesome for, for anyone who has Karis Lavert on their fantasy team. It's so funny because last season we were all talking about how Sabonis and Miles Turner can't be on the same team. It's just not working. You got to trade Turner. Maybe you can package him with Depot and get somebody else. And then this year, Sabonis and Turner, like they look magnificent together. It works now. I do feel like this is um, the Pacers being a little bit cheap combined with Depot, maybe not wanting to be there. Sure. Karras is like two years younger. Um, I just don't like the Pacers notoriously don't pay that much. They already have big contracts. I, it just doesn't seem like they would have done this if they were going to pay Depot long-term. So they get Karis Levert, a guy who can handle the ball. I mean, that's the thing he like, he's been wanting the ball in Brooklyn. So this is extremely nice for him. He'll just take Depot's shots. Uh, he fits right in there's like no real tax. I think like Depot's a better defender for sure. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, overall he's a better player, I think, but we both like yeah. Karis Levert a lot. And maybe this now means it's definitely Sabonis's team and Brogdon and Levert are, you know, two a two B and then the miles Turner, which is fucking great. So this team I don't think that much changed in the playoffs. I think in a vacuum, I'd rather have Oladipo than Karras, but I, it's a, it's a move that I think extends their window because I just don't think that they were going to stay with Victor. And now you have, you know, you have your replacement. So this is what Indiana does. They, they have to make trades in order to stay relevant. It's uh it's going to be cool to watch the Pacers play the Nets. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It is. 
and, and the Cavaliers too. Oh, poor Jared Allen. But staying with <laughs> with the Pacers, they're a really pleasant surprise. They just look great. I mean, they're this is like the first real big roster move in terms of personnel that they've made in a while since Brogdon, really. And uh, hopefully it works out because they they looked really good. They, I mean, we, I particularly when we did our four. When we did our preseason predictions, like I was, I just had very little faith in what this Pacers team was going to be. I didn't, I didn't see the vision and the vision has played out quite magnificently. And I think you're totally right where the move makes sense from a standpoint of Oladipo is on a contract year. It is further cementing that Demontis Sabonis is like, you are our face of the team. You are our off, like basically turning him into Jokic junior right like that is what i think they ultimately want him to be is a 20 point a double double machine and hopefully getting him into that triple category i mean we've seen his assists go up we've seen the offense mm-hmm. kind of move through sabonis um and getting someone like karis lavert who can run the offense himself can catch and shoot from the outside can play you know second fiddle if need be but can also be the guy like that's such a great get for me in my mind as a young player i just for me, this is this is whether or not this ultimately like, translates to the Pacers making it deeper into the playoffs or or whatever it might be. Like this is, I think, such a great move to pair Levert and Sabonis, who are. I mean, Levert is what 20, 26, I think twenty six, and and Sabonis is twenty four. So like, there there's your cornerstones right there, and you run with those guys. Um, Dude, Brogdon two years ago was playing with Chris Middleton and Giannis. Now he's playing with Lavert and Sabonis and Turner. It's, Love it. Yeah, I. it is an interesting team. It's going to be a fun team to watch, I think. And like always, they are not going to be a team that someone wants to play in the playoffs. No, no. So Karis Lavert, if you, if you have him, well done in fantasy basketball. Mm-hmm. If you can go get him for whatever reason, if, if if someone in your league who has Karis Levert, I don't know, lives under a rock with Patrick and and doesn't know what just happened, uh, try to go get him real fast because I just I think he's stepping into an enormous role. We've seen what he can do when he gets thirty plus minutes, and he's about to get thirty plus minutes. So, like he's also he's not going to negatively impact the other pacers exactly. in terms of fantasy yep. so if you have brogdon if you have sabonis or Turner, right like you don't need to worry about it i think the shot selection is basically going to stay the same it's just yeah. that instead of vic it's Karis. and i and what we've seen so far this season to me personally like i would Karis tr- lavert has shown more the ability to just get fucking hot and give you you know a 50 plus fantasy game than uh than oladipo which is not to say like i'm really excited to see what oladipo is going to be in houston and that natty is a perfect fucking segue nice job thank you thank you because because we have now an entirely new (laughs) houston rockets lineup uh going on we've got so projected you're probably going to have you still have john wall point obviously oladipo at the two uh christian wood at the five pj tucker i mean maybe you move pj tucker to the three and you play big and you have demarcus cousins at the five and and wood at the four the addition of oladipo though uh gives this team it's a obviously a downgrade from harden but <laughs> like yeah, this is in some ways well yes sir offensive wise it's a downgrade from Harden. team buy-in wise 
big upgrade. Uh, I think that this is going to like make Christian Wood even like even better. Oh, this this helps the Rockets. Like Depot and Wood together is going to be really good. Uh, John Wall. If everyone's healthy, including Eric Gordon, like think about this life, like the wall, Gordon, Depot, PJ, Christian Wood, or, you know, throw whoever you want in there. It's, it's not a bad team. No. And it wasn't a bad team. And it was sort of weird that Harden was so adamant to get out of there. Maybe not weird, but um, unseemly. How about that? But regardless, this is going to be a fun team to watch. John Wall used to be one of the most exciting downhill players in the NBA, if he can get back to that. Um, He's now sort of the old man on this team, him and P.J. Tucker, so that's kind of fun. Uh, Boogie keeps getting tossed from games, which I love. Love it. Absolutely love it. And there's a case to be made that uh, Oladipo can become the player that he thinks he is Mm. on a team like this. Like John Wall is not all NBA, you know, he's not trying to be the best player on the, or the face of the franchise. He's, you know, gone through injuries and has seemed to come out the other side a little bit um, more grizzled in terms of like a vet, like he's fought his wars. He knows how the business sure. works. Christian Wood, redemption story, you know, he's got his money he went through hell to get it he's playing great he's showing all the haters why they were wrong and then there's depot and boogie like all these players have good reasons and motivation to show the haters that they can go fuck themselves so i really like this team in terms of chemistry like everyone has something to rally behind also fuck james harden he abandoned us we have the biggest thing to rally behind right so like what i mean this team is three and six right now they're only, I mean, a few games, but it's so early in the season, like, you know, give them two weeks and a string of games and they could be right back in it. So they have all the time in the world to get healthy and to hopefully be competitive. Going to jump in quickly for a quick ad break. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, back to whatever it was we were talking about. I, I like what Houston got. I mean, they didn't get Ben Simmons. I think that's the only thing you can criticize them for. They chose the picks 
and getting well it sounded like, like it sounded like they were asking it sounded like maury maury wasn't going to part with like what what the reportedly the rockets were asking for was ben simmons tyrese maxi and uh Thibel. and it sounded like that was you know maury wasn't going to do that maybe maybe if it was maybe if you got rid of uh Thibel or maxi like if you got one rid of one of those guys and still built it around simmons you know maybe that trade would have gone through but I think you're right where you have a player and and we've seen this before. Like we've, there've been trades plenty of times where, where it's a little surprising that even with a player who just like, you have no leverage, the team has no leverage. Harden has made his stance, you know, known to the universe that he wants out. And yet the Rockets, like all in all got, I mean, you have eight first round picks, all of which are non, non unprotected. And it is worth right. noting that KD Harden, and uh, and Kyrie after this year all have op, uh, player options, so they could all just leave in twenty what twenty three. Uh, it's the exact then, same thing as like Brooklyn with Boston. Exactly, like, you would think Brooklyn would learn their lesson. Yeah, but it's the you have to look at it from the point of ownership. I oh, you hundred percent make this move, right? Because this year's so weird; anything could happen, and if you get just a little bit lucky, you could get that chip. You get the like, chip and 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 everything is forgiven. And all it takes is one person getting sick, one person getting injured, right. one person going on a slump, and all of a sudden you're there. Um, there's this this is like Daryl Morey's wet dream because it's like, oh, all this chaos. <laughs> and you know, if you have a five percent chance, you gotta go a hundred percent in. Right. There is though, I think, a legitimate question in this trade, which is that wouldn't you rather just have Ben Simmons than all the other shit combined? Like if Houston had just said, fine, okay, we don't need the other stuff. Just send us Ben and you get Harden. Yeah. I, I mean, I have been a, uh, detractor of Ben Simmons. I'll say lightly. Uh, (laughs) so I think you are right that Ben Simmons is clearly the, more valuable future franchise piece. But I guess, I guess what I would look at is this is like Ben Simmons, you know what Ben Simmons is as a player, you know what you'd have to do to build a team around Ben Simmons. And to me, you know what Ben Simmons ceiling is if he doesn't develop a three point shot, which is still very good. Like, you know, top 15 player in the league. I think it's really hard not to look at what the Celtics did with the Nets getting just a bajillion first round picks. And yes, it comes down to how well you draft and how well you, you know, use those picks and whatnot. But like the fact that out of that Nets trade, the Celtics ended up with Jason Tatum, MVP perennial candidate from this point onward, top five player in the league. uh, If he wants to be like in the next year or so, I mean, already is sniffing that territory and Jalen Brown, who's currently like a fucking MVP himself uh, and playing out of his goddamn mind, who, God, I just absolutely love it. And so I understand the the idea of like, I guess I, I don't hate the Rockets' decision to be like, look, we're going to get good totally. players now and we're going to be still an exciting team and put at least a solid product on the floor. But we now also have eight first-round picks for a team that maybe they have a four year window at the max 
Yeah. And then we have th- their next four first round picks. So I, I don't, I certainly don't hate it for, for and when you think about it that way, you have to understand that the warriors mini dynasty was an aberration. Usually teams don't stay healthy for that amount of time. Those amount of games in a row, like you saw it with the Spurs, you know, not right. winning back to backs because going to the finals is really fucking hard and it takes a lot out of you. And when you go to the finals three out of four years, it's exhausting. Yeah. So you can almost sort of like assume that there will be at least one down year in a five-year period, which means that pick will be more valuable than whether it was the 28th, 29th or 30th. So all of that absolutely makes sense. I like Ben Simmons more than you do, I think. Yeah, that's Um, fair. But you also have to remember that like Houston maybe doesn't want to suck. Maybe doesn't want to tank, you know, like maybe getting these, maybe they knew, like maybe they pulled the trigger because they knew they could get Victor Oladipo and they were like, okay, actually that's a fucking good grab. And maybe chemistry wise, it makes the team actually work better. Like we're only three games under 500. This is not a lost season. Um, and does Ben Simmons adding Ben Simmons mean Christian Wood now has to develop a three pointer? Like now, I I don't need well, to vacate Christian Wood from the paint. I, I would never let Christian Wood get in the way of me getting Ben Simmons, but I would. Matter. Christian Wood, any team who had Christian Wood, we would be foolish to let him leave in free agency. I even if it means they could get Jeremy that. Grant. For sure. I agree with that for sure. We don't need to go into a team that wasn't involved in this trade, fucker. Thank you. I will say this just to go touch back on Boston real quick and with Ben Simmons. Like, those are two players who uh, you would hesitate to trade for Luka Doncic. And those players are rare. So, if you get one player out of eight picks that's like that, then you sort of won because those are the players that you want. Those are the players right. you can actually build around and uh, hopefully have long careers there. Getting back to Houston. This is also a team that sort of has depth. And so maybe it, we're excited about what the roster looks like right now, but it's only fucking Wednesday y'all like <laughs> all these dudes could be gone by Saturday, you know, yeah. like Eric Gordon could be gone. PJ. I'm sort of surprised PJ Tucker didn't go to Brooklyn. I- I I, thought they like, if he was on the nets, I would be so much more excited about this trade. Doesn't, doesn't it feel like he should have been a trade piece in this? Fuck Yeah. I feel, I feel like Danny age is on the phone right now trying to get PJ Tucker. I I think he's an attractive guy uh, for any team that really thinks that they can compete this year, but Houston's probably one of those teams. Right. So of course they want to keep him. Um, Uh, There's, I'm not a Houston fan, obviously. I'm a Pistons fan, but I I sort of have to assume that this is bittersweet, but it's also sort of a breath of fresh air and kind of like, all right, cool. Well, it's over. Right. Like the hard air is done, and now we can just think about something. It's sort of like Trump era, hopefully, ending. It's like, finally, like we're just moving past it. Let's fucking get out of here. I want something else. Yeah. Also, before we move on to, to the Cavaliers and wonder what the fuck they're doing, uh, Eric Gordon 
a guy to keep eyes on. He is currently yeah. dealing, he's day-to-day with injuries, uh, with a leg injury, but 30% rostered in ESPN leagues. Like, I would put the little checkered flag on him because if he comes back healthy and he does start for the Rockets and he starts getting, you know, he's doing 25 minutes a game right now, still scoring you 14 points, shooting co- career low, 29% but he's been injured. Three. He's been dealing with... Exactly, like, exactly. Yeah. So my point is, is that, like, if he comes back, he's healthy, he's playing starting minutes 28 plus minutes i mean he just did that last year uh and he got you boards he got you points he was shooting 31 percent from three like the guy takes eight and a half threes per game uh and and if he's getting you 30 minutes per game like that's certainly someone who's a, a waiver wire target to be to be keeping eyes on moving forward i have him rostered in a couple of teams he's there totally worth streaming and now i mean he could turn into a 20 point a game player like yeah. who knows what the shot distribution will be like. So Houston is now going to be an interesting team to watch because we're curious about how they work. And hopefully they'll also be a fun team to watch because it won't be hard in dribbling the ball into the very center of the earth and everybody right. else just watching. Um, Speaking of the surprise that PJ Tucker didn't get traded, you have to think with adding Jared Allen another young big to this roster uh are are this Cavs like set to trade drummond at his like absolute high how, how old do you think the drum is by the way oh i'm looking at his age right now and it will blow my mind <laughs> it blow anyone's mind who doesn't know the dude's still 27 he's shoot he is averaging 18 points 15 boards getting you one and a half blocks one and a half steals mm-hmm. he's getting you three stocks per game and he's averaging a double double 27 years old and he's very likely to get traded again i love the drum uh go pistons forever and i'm really glad that i hung on to him even after he got traded he's exactly what he purports to be which is an old school center i will get you those fucking rebounds and i'll score you some buckets um he's gotten punked by Embiid, and i think that really he's also like just a, a super awesome nice guy so the fact that he isn't like a vicious mean dude i think has sort of lowered his value in the national consciousness Um, You know, he doesn't growl. He's not getting in people's faces, but he's still one of the best bigs in the league. He's not old. I know he's been around forever, but he is not old and he will be someone who can help a playoff team, especially because you're going to need to be big this year. You know, like Embiid just had a 45 point game. You're going to have to beat the Lakers. You know, like there's, you're going to, someone needs to try to do something against Giannis. It won't be drunk, but like there's other dudes that you need to have around you. You just need big bodies these days, but it's Cleveland. And I sort of like, wouldn't be surprised if they re-sign him, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like, I don't know what the fuck here's their roster. It's sex land. It's, Chidi and Okoro, and I love Isaac Okoro, by the way. If he's available and you have an open roster spot, look to mm. Isaac Okoro. See Saucy. if you like what you're – he's. I just love his defense, and if his shot is there, then he could be absolutely sexual. Um, Caleb is still there. Larry Nance <laughs> is still there. <laughs> JaVale McGee is on this team. Oh, my JaVale, God, what is this roster? Dude, and, like, I love Jared Allen. 
and I really wish he would he got starter minutes and it doesn't really seem like that's going to be the case unless they do trade drum but if they were going to trade drum like who would they trade who, what, who wants right, this guy exactly exactly like what what who is your trade partner and what are you i mean are you just going to stockpile on picks are you trying to go young and try to build this like dairy sex land jared allen trio uh and you and like, Okoro, could a clippers maybe you know like we're maybe. sending you lou williams and zubas like because sweet lou can't really play in the playoffs he just doesn't right. work the way that he does in the regular season and the clippers are going to need big dudes just as much as anybody else so you know i could see something like that but on the other hand it's cleveland like what the living oh and torian prince i forgot torian prince is there too. oh my god that's right that's right they now have two dudes in every position really uh except for point guard unless you still like matthew del delvadova I, I just i sort of feel like this team is going to make the playoffs and that's bizarre <laughs> it's so weird because they're not just, good this is not yeah. a good team but it's a team that has a bunch of guys that could pop during any one game. You know, Kevin Love sure. could have a game. Drum can have a game. Sexton can go off. Uh, but everybody's hurt. And this team hasn't ever been healthy all at the same time. So I just, I have to, it, it makes me feel like Andre Drummond is getting traded because you traded, you added a young Andre Drummond in Jared yeah, yeah. Like yeah, young in quotation marks, but right. It's like, the only right. reason he's 22 this, and, but they do they do the exact they're gonna get you points they're gonna get you boards they're gonna get yeah. you blocks but that's it neither of them shoot threes you know they're not they're not going to spread the flip the court they're gonna just sit down in the paint like it's and it's a bummer for jared allen like i think he still will see like he was just starting to start for the nets too and then he got traded right. and dj was down to like under 15 minutes a game right was, and he's not gonna he's not gonna start in and uh, Cleveland now, and he was good in those starts. He was also, he was like thirteen and Prince, ten. Like, why is Larry Nance on this fucking team? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I just it really. As soon as I saw this, I was just like, well, that sort of feels like a good trade because I like Jared Allen, but also, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I I have no idea what the, what the plan is for Cleveland, but. They uh, uh, are the perfect trade partner for the Rocket. They're like the perfect team to be included in this because they make a move where you're just like, I don't get this, but okay. You know, right. like the Rockets right. were just like, we, the Nets were like, okay, we need someone to take Jared Allen and, and Torian Prince of this works. And they called the round and the Cavs were like, ah, we literally don't have a reason for either, but we are in. Just and like we'll with send the you a drum and trade pick. last year. There was yeah. no, like they just took him because Detroit was selling him for nothing. They were like, yeah, here are two second round Love picks it. that will never actually Love transfer. Um, also, the combination of Cleveland and Indianapolis being the two teams that jumped into the middle of the inevitable Houston-Brooklyn trade is hysterical to me. Incredible. Like, somehow Minnesota can't get involved. Minnesota just can't buy a break. They're, no, they know, really can't. Like, I mean, you'd rather have Wiseman than Edwards. Uh, they're... Just yeah. everything that they do is wrong. Edwards, Edwards and then they is... can't even get involved in a trade oh. like this. Uh, it's amazing. It's, but it is 
poor for poor poor for Minnesota. I I also got to say like if Drummond isn't getting traded, then his value dips. I think in fantasy. I mean, yeah, because you're not just going to have Jared Allen sit there. No, no, not at all. Like I mean, you're going to see Drummond. He's been averaging 31 a game. Mm-hmm. Is he going to still? Been, he's been nice. It's been great. Oh, he's been great. I mean, is he still going to see plus 30 minutes with Allen? this team like they have a full roster and they like they have a deeper team than a lot of other teams but i still just don't really fucking understand man no one knows no one knows what's going on here no one knows but whatever like you just said i mean there there's probably way more trades down the road like we're not even we don't even have a second half of the season schedule yet that's how wide open and chaotic all of this is going to be who who the Celtics haven't played a game since like last week right (laughs) Yeah, it's exactly. absolutely insane. Jason Tatum, uh, hopefully you make a full and healthy recovery, but uh, is going to have recovered from COVID before. Like, he's not going to have missed a game, which is, I mean, as a Celtics fan, I'm 100% here for. And meanwhile, like, the Warriors look awesome. They're just so much fun. Um, the Spurs are totally solid. It's- uh there's, I mean, the Suns got destroyed by the Pistons for no good reason, but that happens in weird seasons. Oh, yeah. Happens the, in NBA seasons. Like, the thing is, there's three games between the Warriors and the Rockets. That's it. That's all. And, that's all. you know, that's, they're, they're not out of it. Like, they, I feel like the Harden thing, he made it seem like the team was so much worse than, yeah. their, than the scorebird actually says, um, especially being this early in the season. So I, while this did feel inevitable and it's going to, I like, I mean, Brooklyn's just going to become pretty obnoxious. I think I, I don't really know what to expect, but every single person I know in Brooklyn uh, texted me this afternoon, we got hearted. I was oh like, boy. We, have, we did have we did. fun <laughs> with that. Enjoy. <laughs> but when it, when it's working, it's going to be very reminiscent of not the Warriors, I think, but of the LeBron, Kyrie, mm. K-Love team. Mm. Yeah. And it's going to look great. Oh, it's, it's going to be gonna beautiful so to watch. Good. Yeah. No, it'll be great to watch. Um, awesome. Do you have any final parting thoughts before we go? Um, I would like everyone to please mask up and just try to be a little bit safer with that. But in terms of basketball, um, Boston and Philly are one and two in the standings right now, followed by the bucks and then the Pacers. That is, I mean, not surprising, but all those teams sort of feel stronger to me than they did before we went into the season. Hmm. Uh, in the West, it's Lakers, Jazz, Clippers, Suns. Two of those are surprises. I just did not think the Suns would look like this this quickly. Yeah, the Suns have been the power of the point god. And, you know, this is still... We're, we're 11 games in to a weird season. A lot of things can change. I am glad that we have finally turned the page on the Oklahoma city thunder trio. Like all of it is now done. It is reborn in Brooklyn, but I think the fact that all of those guys have like Mm. moved on from where they really starred is kind of nice. Uh, It's, 
like Harden in a new ecosystem is always interesting. So it'll be super cool to watch. And like, of course he will defer to Kevin Durant. Oh yeah. You know, like all the people who are like, oh man, well, he's just going to dribble the ball. No, 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 no. When Kevin Durant is on your team, you pass it to Kevin Durant. Ask Steph Curry. Yeah. It's fair. Awesome. Well, there you go. That's all we got for you now. Uh, we'll be back at you next week. Don't worry. Uh, we're going to get back on a regular schedule and we have a whole new layout for the show. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you subscribe to the Fate Teams podcast wherever you get your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. That's how you'll not only find us, but also our fantasy baseball and fantasy football shows. Uh, Maddie, stay safe, my friend. You do the same. Ditto to everybody and uh, enjoy the basketball. Also, poor Bradley Beal. Poor Bradley like, Beal. We didn't really talk about him in this, but it's like everyone gets traded but him. But Bradley. Well, it's coming. There's a trade deadline. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs>